Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology today. I'm your host for this episode, and I don't want to use hyperbole or hype, but this is an exciting episode. And this is significant archaeological finds from the 10th century BC. We're getting this from a Wikipedia article that is excellently well done. There's a few times I think it would, because I, you know, I guess they have to look at all sides. You know, they would contest certain things or say that a particular thing is contested when maybe it's really not. But these are some of the ones that they've got listed under uncontested later on. We may go over this controversial uh, archaeological discovery. So let's get into this 10th century early Paleo-Hebrew writing. And if you haven't been following this, one of the scholars from Canada he really seems to think that Joseph and Manasseh developed the first 22-letter alphabet from Egyptian hieroglyphics, and he's got a lot of evidence. He's been on Fox News. I've got the book. I've done a review of the book on the New Life of Albany, Georgia YouTube page. I may do an episode, a podcast on it sometime as well. And I can't recall his name or the book's name. I apologize for that. But so early Paleo writing, and the reason Paleo Hebrew is so significant is because probably that's the writing that God would have given to Moses on Sinai. So contenders for the earliest Hebrew inscriptions include the Gezer calendar, which we've done a podcast on that, the biblical period Ostraca at Elah in Isbat Sarta, and the Zayat stone. So all of those are significant. Then also the Pim weight. Evidence of the use of the ancient source of the book of Samuel due to the use of an archaic term. So it, it says Pim there, and you know it could be, well, that's mythological or something, but then when they find it, it's like, aha, that this was an actual weight. I'm sitting here, I clicked on it, and I'm looking at Pym Waits. Prior to the discovery of the Waits by archaeologists, scholars did not know how to translate the word Pym in 1 Samuel 13.21. But then it has it um, here. Yet they had a file for the mattocks, for the coulters, or the forks, and axes to sharpen the goads. And the charge for sharpening was a Pym for the plowshares. So it's ancient Hebrew units of measurement. All right. And so the Pym weight, then the Kerbet Kiafa pottery sherd from the 10th century BC inscription. Both the language it is written in and the translation are disputed was discovered in excavations near Israel's Elah Valley. And so pretty significant uh, uh deal here I on that as well. Hebrew University archaeologist Amahite Mazer said their description was very important as it's the longest proto-Canaanite text ever found. And so it's on display in the Iron Age Galley, the Israel Museum in uh, Jerusalem. And then it's got the translation, do not oppress, serve God, despoiled him, her, the judge and the widow wept. He had power over the resident alien. Kind of sounds like what went on in the judges, possibly. So anyhow, that's very significant as well. 
and then the Tel Asafa potsherd, 10th to mid 9th century BC. The potsherd inscribed with two names, and that is Alwit and Wilt, etymologically related to the name Goliath, and demonstrate that the name fits with the context of late 10th, early 9th century BC Philistine culture. Found at Tel Asafa, and while that's insignificant, while that is significant, the traditional identification of Gath, the Goliath of Gath. Some think it's actually talking about Goliath. And then the Kerbet Kayafa shrines, cultic objects seen as evidence of a cult of Judah at time of King David, with features, and the features are triglyphs and recessed doors, which many, excuse me, may resemble features and descriptions of the Temple of Solomon. So that's interesting. And then last is the Ophel inscription, is a 3,000-year-old inscribed fragment of a ceramic jar found near Jerusalem's Temple Mount by archaeologist Eliot Mazars. And the Mazars are tour de forces in Holy Land archaeology. It is the earliest alphabetical inscription found in Jerusalem written in what was probably proto-Canaanite script. Some scholars believe it to be an inscription of the type of wine that was held in a jar. I'm sitting here looking at the Gezer calendar, which is amazing, in the Istanbul Archaeology Museum. All right, in a few days, we're going to have another episode on archaeology from the 9th century BC, which is fascinating in and of itself. And as you can tell from you know, you could do individual podcasts on each one of these, the pros and cons and the deep dives. But needless to say, the Bible has been historically verified and people who don't ascribe to that really, and I mean this in a kind way, they're ignorant. That means they just don't know. I'm not using it as a an appellative or a bad term. But uh, there it is. God is good. Thank you again so much for listening. Please, Subscribe, share with your friends, give us a five-star review if you feel so led. Prayerfully support us. And uh, if you would like to give to the ministry, go to newlifeofalbany.com or newlifeofalbanygeorgiatide.ly. So God bless. You also may want to make a little journal or notebook of things you learn every day because you'll have a power-packed apologetics library. Trust me, you'll be talking to somebody and you'll say, well, what about the Ophel inscription? What about the Kerbet Kiafa shrines? And they're like, well, what are you talking about? I'm just like an atheist and I'm yelling at you. And trust me. <laughs> so God bless. We love you. Talk with you later in Jesus' name.